the Best Friends Fancast and Allison Rosen Fan Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Lisa Lowry. And I am one of your hosts, Rafael Marquez Castaneda, a.k.a. Let me scroll through my a.k.a.s. Um, Brunch bimbo. Why not, oh. why not best friend to all the best friends? Oh, that's perfect. On this perfect episode, we'll talk about the Monday show, Daniel and Allison, your calls, and Doc Allison, and the Thursday show, Kevin T. Porter's Mixed Feelings, Demi, Adidjuibis, Bagels, Wishbone the Dog. But first, we have two very special guests. I'm super excited. Welcome back, super fan Megan. Hello, my finger-blasted goldfish. How are you? First of all, that I didn't know why I went Orpa on you, but now you doubled down on the finger-blasted goldfish, so I am, uh, yes. That's a house inside joke, because we have, we're, we've been getting those big containers of goldfish, and one of them was, like, called flavor-blasted, so yes. we've been calling them finger-blasted. Oh my god, this episode's <laughs> gonna be flavor-blasted. And finger-blasted, hopefully. We'll see. Wow, that threw me. I love it. Also, welcome back to the show, Damien. Hello, long time no speak. I know. I think uh, Skype said it's been over a year, which is not that long in the, the realm of all of this, but it's been a while. I, well, I, at least we got to see each other in person not too long ago. It seems like a million yeah. years ago, but <laughs> pre-COVID. Last time I saw anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is very true. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, thank you for having me on. Great to be talking to you guys. It's always good to talk to you. And Megan, I didn't ask how you're doing. I, I under I I feel like you if you're having a finger blasting good time, you're probably doing well, but Oh how, yeah. How are you? I'm I'm doing well. Things have been looking up these past few weeks, so Ooh. I'm actually doing good. I like that. That's uh positive. Lil Rafi, how are you doing? I He's am sleeping doing oh. just fine. Fun fact, Rafi and I met for a brunch today in Long Beach and then hustled home to our separate abodes <laughs> to skype record <laughs> which is very backwards i think we did not plan this out very well i think it was well we'll get into this later oh. but you know not everything has to be about this show oh okay well i guess it's time to talk about monday um, or we could do some oh shout fucking out. a <laughs> see why don't you just run the show you know what it's a good time for Let's do some shout-outs. Lil Rafi, do you have any shout-outs? Yes. Shout-out to everyone who has called the BFF hotline, 818-BFF-0732. And I think we have a voicemail. Ooh. Would you rather be able to teleport yourself anywhere or be able to teleport anyone else anywhere you wanted? So... That, I believe, is William calling from Pennsylvania. Aww. Would you rather be able to teleport yourself anywhere or or uh, someone else? Oh, my gosh. And I... obviously, wow. I would pick myself, and I'm oh. going to teleport myself right into the grave. Oh. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say into my shed so we can record next to each other. But, but, you know, I know you have a death wish. But I feel like this is situational, really, because sometimes... I'm in situations where I wish I could teleport myself, and there's a lot of times where I'm like, I guess I could just be the same thing, really. Hmm. No, because there's a lot of times I want to well, be somewhere, and there's people around that I'm like, can you just get the fuck out? Well, I probably would have taken teleport myself, but lately I've been thinking, 
teleport someone else and it would probably be Trump right into the middle of the sun. Oh so. <laughs> Good one. Good thinking. <laughs> I think it in all like if I had to if I had to pick, it would be me teleporting because I would like to teleport to wherever I would like to go because if there's somebody around me I don't like, I could think of somewhere else I could be, rather be or just go somewhere else and that means I can go anywhere. So I like this William. Thank you William from the uh Lauren Kelly family. <laughs> that was dumb. We didn't get Megan's answer. Yeah, I want to get Megan's answer. It was teleport myself until um, Demian dropped his his wisdom on us about <laughs> just sending Trump into fucking outer space or straight to hell. So I think I would just save the country and do that instead. Well, so here's I, the problem. I'm with Damien. You know what happens when you get the rid of get the rid get rid of the tip of a pyramid or the iceberg. The rest of the iceberg's still there. Trump supporters gotta go, go too. too. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it didn't say only one person, right? I mean, I got true. Yeah, there's no I mean, rules here. William McConnell is fair. Could be next. I don't. Uh, anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get somebody that we would love to be. Who would be great to be president? Who would take this country to actually be great? Allison oh, Rosen, bro. <laughs> Again, Demian, we are we are on we are on the same political wave, wavelength today. Well, great minds think alike. Would you teleport your finger further down into that giant goldfish box? Because getting to the bottom oh of that God. thing, really, you have to finger blast it. <laughs> we have no problem getting to the bottom of the oh. goldfish box in oh. this house. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh my god that was not a double entendre we just really go through goldfish fast it was like triple entendres <laughs> she gets to the heart of the issue the meat of the matter it's like Rafi and groceries she like knows how to get to it um <laughs> oh right shout outs that was a great call i'm so glad somebody's using our hotline because it's getting a little dusty there's some cobwebs on it and uh call in what's that number again little rough the number of course is 818 bff 0732 can i ask a question about the hotline you want to call it right now (laughs) may well possibly if i feel like i would call it if it's if there's like money if it's costing you money to keep it open because then i'll just make it worth your while is is this costing you guys money it costs me $300 a week. Stop. <laughs> All right, that's not true. It costs our dignity when nobody calls. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you guys mention it, and I'm usually driving, and then I'm trying to mm. write it down, and, and then it's gone, and you never say we it again. We can fix the forget. problem with that. You can get a tattoo. <laughs> or... <laughs> Well, you need business cards. Little Rafi, you wanted some business cards made? You can uh, use your bagel card. Well, I wrote well, it down now, so. Oh, good. Well, it's it's very easy to remember. It's more memorable than Allison's. It's 818 because, you know, the, the valley. And then BFF, that's easy to remember. All you got to remember is 0732, Kaepernick, Shaquille O'Neal. Boom, bada bing, bada boom, you got it. So now I'll remember it, because I actually well, didn't now, remember it Now that you've given me the tips to remember it, I feel like, why did I even write it down? Right, like, <laughs> 818, duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And <yeah. laughs> uh, BFF, no shit, Sherlock, and then the rest, sports. So, cool. Little Rafi, besides yourself. Who else would you like to shout out? I would like to give a shout out to everyone who joined the house party yesterday. Lauren for suggesting it. Dr. Jen for joining. Lisa for joining. Trice for joining. Uh, myself, of course. 
And um, also, uh, also speaking of William, Lauren's son, uh, <laughs> hopped back on after everyone left and he had her phone. So shout out to him. We played a game and I am a master at the drawing game because I know how to draw French fries. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Did you tell him about goldfish? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. you, <laughs> is that, all, that, is that all of your shout outs? <laughs> Mom, I... what's finger blasting? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I have to say those flavor blasting ones are overrated. <gasps> I think the rainbow ones is where it's at. Mm-hmm. I'll drink. To I've that. never Ooh. tried the rainbow ones. Who Squeeze is uh, catching that crack? I catch all of that crack. <laughs> oh god, which is not probably something I need right now because little Rafi and I shared a carafe of uh, mimosas. Mimosas. Is that all your shout-outs, Lil Rafe? I believe it is. Superfan Megan, do you have any shout-outs? I do. I just whipped them together right now, so I apologize if I forget anybody. I want to shout-out Lisa and Raf for keeping this thing going every week. I went back and I listened to a bunch, knowing that I was coming on. And then I realized just how much I miss it. And I'm like, wow. It's like a party that I keep missing that I'm invited to every single week. And I keep on not going, and then I binge all the parties at once, and I'm like, why am I not going to the party? So, shout out to you guys. Shout out to Trice. Thank you for the sweet, sweet, sweet gift that you sent me. I love you. You're the best. Lauren, love you. You are the best. I, like I said, I've been doing better lately with just, like, job situations. So, Lauren and Toby, I think your prosperity huns are finally taking hold here. We give them a little jingle every now and again so they're working their magic thank you so much lee bruns i've seen you post some stuff on facebook you're repping for the lgbt peeps and i appreciate that out there in south in the south dakota south dakota right Mm -hmm. just repping for us out there in your small town that's awesome leanne ward just because you're the best and i love you and whitney i've had an intention of i started making you something and rafi knows what it is because i thought what you were doing for black lives matter was so fucking cool and amazing and i have completely abandoned it for a long time and i'm sorry but i hope you know at least appreciate that the attempt was there and you'll still get it someday and i know it's your birthday and i probably should have done it now but i haven't but you're gonna get something maybe in in the next year or two from me as a thank you those are my shout outs that's a great shout out uh, Damien, do you have any shout-outs? I have a couple. So I would like to shout Lee Bruns, too. Uh, when I uh, mentioned on Facebook a few months back that my son was going to SDSU, he assumed it was South Dakota State University instead of uh, San Diego, which is where he is going, and graciously offered to, hey, if your son needs uh, anything, hit me Aww. up. And uh, even though my son is not going to South Dakota, I don't think he'd ever go there. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's like San Diego or nothing for him. But I appreciate the sentiment. That, that's really nice. You know, it says a lot about uh, his character. And, and most of the Allison people I talk to, I, I feel like they're all that same caliber. Uh, I want to shout out um, Whitney C. also for all the stuff she's doing. I remember it was about a month ago, maybe a little longer, where she ran every hour for an hour or for yeah. a whole day for like 24 hours. And uh, that was mighty impressive. I respect that. And we used to have a good interaction on uh, Snap, or not Snapchat, Instagram. Yeah, every now and then I'll, I'll comment on her stuff, and she's real funny. So shout out to her. Shout out to uh, Shara. Also, usually chat a bit on Instagram and posting pics of her 
sweet little puppy who uh, is good for a laugh most of the time. And then I want to shout Ray Morgan because every time we seem to comment on something uh, like music or otherwise or 80s shit, me and him are on the same wavelength. So I just want to shout out to Ray because he's a cool dude. Very nice. My shout outs are to Brittany and the TNC. I had a great visit with all of them last weekend. And to Dr. Jen, I just left her. I went to her house this morning to uh, exchange some goods with her. And it was nice to see her in person. Also shout out to Lauren, to Z Mary Jane, Leela, Ulysses, Leanne, Tamara, Cara, Delaney, Whitney, Megan, Bruce by Dawn, Scott, Trice, and even though I already shouted out the TNC, extra shout out to Lil Rafi and to Heather for joining us at brunch this morning, which was quite enjoyable to get out and do something on a Saturday. So that was pretty small for my shout outs. It's usually I have like a two pages, right? Usually. <laughs> now you get to hear my guffaw in person and get your ears blasted twice, much like uh, the goldfish, <laughs> but more in your ears. <laughs> I think it's time to talk about Monday and it was another Daniel and Allison with your with a, a call-in show which I feel like it's pretty like half and half with people loving it or not loving it. I think people kind of like like it but miss the Monday usual shows and are enjoying them but miss the other shows. I, I think that's pretty much most people but they started to show off talking about answering machine outgoing messages and I feel like I would be remiss to not mention George Costanza and his outgoing message. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I pick up the phone. Where could I be? <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm not home. I have to get a Seinfeld <laughs> reference in there before I talk about anything else. Megan, what did you have for Monday? Okay, I made two notes. I'm going to start with this one because I actually have two. I've been wanting to have a combo about this with you, Lisa. Mm, mm, um, mm. He, he had brought up dieting and how he like might be going on his first diet ever, which is fucking crazy to me. And specifically, Rafi knows this, I have been doing fasting for like mm. the past few months now. Um, and I am the heaviest I've ever fucking been <gasps> in my life. <laughs> so, but here's the thing. So like I had missed so much the freedom of feeling like I could eat whatever I want. I went ape shit for like the first month, just stuffing my face from, and I'm doing like the two to six mostly. Sometimes I do the six hour from two to eight. So that I'm like, that makes sense that I would gain weight. Now I'm not as out of control and I've been, so I haven't been gaining weight though, which is like a good thing. And I'm eating definitely junkier than normal, but I'm wondering, Lisa, you know, this worked out so well for you and it's been working out for Rafi. Why am I not losing weight? What are you doing that I'm not doing? And I'll tell you, I have your voice in my head. <laughs> when I was asking you about fasting, you're like, I eat pizza, I fucking drink during the day. And I'm just like, I drink oh, a whole I bottle of Prosecco home. every night. <laughs> well, I don't think little Rafi had like... <laughs> had uh, uh, lost, uh, what did you lose, one pound, Rafi? So I was. I wanted to talk about this, at, I mean, not on here, but because <laughs> I, when I started working again, I quit the fast. I was like, fuck that noise. It's not going to benefit me when I'm working. And 
I don't think it really benefited me that much when I wasn't working because like from my when I started it, I actually gained a little bit and then I went down a little bit. So from if you count my max, which is was actually when I was fasting to my lowest weight, it was only like a five pound difference. And I did it for over two months. I don't know how long, but I think, Megan, with you, I know you were like going hammer time on whatever you wanted to oh, yeah. eat so it was really it's like you can easily undo all the good work of the fast with your poor choices but at the same time i kind of think it's overrated i think you need to do the fast plus be strict with your diet plus exercise and then you'll see the benefits mm. so okay so i was exercising i was doing all kinds of stuff but i think like with the fast it really just maybe it just works for certain people and some people it doesn't but like listening to that stupid fasting podcast they were just like this is like a miracle and that's kind of how i felt but i did do different things like i did fasting i also did just like calorie counting just old-fashioned calorie counting and just sticking to like a thousand to twelve hundred calories a day but with fasting, that made it a little easier because eating 1,200 calories in four hours is pretty fucking easy. You don't mm -hmm. even have to eat that much. But I was sometimes eating like 1,700 and I'm like, how am I still losing weight? But then I plateaued, so I don't know. I, I just feel like everybody's just different. And it is surprising that he's never... I feel like I've never not been on a diet. Yeah. I was trying to hit it hard again to get back to like where I was before the shutdown and I finally got back there. And then when... My friends came last weekend. I was just like, I am not calorie counting. I'm just going to like just live my life and enjoy myself. And that kind of has like a tiny bit carried over throughout the week. But I'm still I'm not like going hog wild. But even today, like I had more than I normally would for breakfast or lunch. I don't really eat breakfast or lunch, too. So like I don't even I don't know. I stopped with this fa fasting because I I hate looking at the time all the time and like <sighs> I don't okay, know. Okay, so you're not fast. You're not doing the fasting. I'm anymore. right now. I'm doing calorie counting. I'm back to that, and that really seemed to help mm -hmm. because I haven't been mm -hmm. able to exercise as much without, you know, without going outside as much. And actually, actually, my exercise of choice last year, which really helped me the most, was just like dancing in the house. But I really hate dancing when there's other people home. So because the kids have been home from school and everything, I ha I'm never alone. So I d just felt like, you know what? I just need to cut back on calories. That's going to be the thing that's going to help. And if I can walk around the house a little, that's fine. But like, I can't like go crazy and do my Elaine dancing all over the house. Your kids I wouldn't go for your dancing? You know, they would be fine with it. But it's like, I don't know. Our house like is very creaky. And like, even when I was getting steps, they're like, oh, mom's getting her steps. Like, they're not bothered by it. But it's just... I don't know. I just don't like to encroach on people's. I don't know. I don't like thinking about other people. I just want to like do something. You know what I mean? Yeah, you want you want solo time. Yeah, I don't get that. Trust me. <laughs> well, I used to. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I used to do intermittent fasting. It was hard for me because uh, I kept exercising in the morning, and then I would be totally depleted oh. because of times and stuff. Um, I think it does work. I think a lot of things that people don't do. Is you kind of have to reset because if you keep doing it, you do build up a tolerance. I read yeah. all about this. Um, and so, like, you have to have one cheat day where you kind of throw caution to the wind. Otherwise, your body becomes too attuned to running on a calorie deficit all the time. Um, hmm. 
That is true. So I used, used to have like Sundays as Sunday. my like break day yeah. and just not like look at the clock for once. Right. That would be the day um, you kind of eat a little bit more. Um, and even though you're intermittent fasting, I don't know about eating anything, but you should still kind of watch like sugar and all that stuff. Well, and the yeah. other thing I would do is a lot of like, especially like a lot of caffeine in the morning. If I was going to be working out or something that really helped to not eat. By the time I was going to break my fast, I'd be full pretty quickly by whatever I ate. Like, I would sometimes just start with, like, some, like, peanuts or something. And then I'm like, shit, I'm fucking full. And it's not even dinner time yet. Like, that's crazy how full you can get pretty quick. But in the beginning, I was going yeah, hog wild. Do that. But yeah. I almost was doing, like, 22 hours. Because I would eat so much in the first two hours. That I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> wow. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's gotten to the point for me too. where I feel like I can... I'm full after eating just one meal. Yeah. And then I'll eat my finger-blasted goldfish a little bit, <laughs> snacky-wise. But... They're not only finger-blasting, but they're finger-licking as well. Uh-huh. Uh, right? I'm not telling goldfish, I'm just going to be laughing, and people are going to be looking at me like, what's so funny? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's so many... I don't know... All the different diet things. It's just, I've been on so many different things. And this was the first thing I felt like that actually worked for me long term. Where like, although with co- when COVID, with the shutdown and I was just like, fuck it. And I just ate whatever. I didn't go hog wild, but I was scared at how fast like I gained six, seven pounds. Like, it's like, oh shit. I have this fear of like gaining all the weight back. And it's like, no, no. So I had to like dial it back and just... Now it's just about calories. So I'll still eat like shitty food, but like I'll just hold off and just make that just my meal. If it's going to be like, like for my daughter's birthday, she wanted sushi or Taco Bell. We ended up having Taco Bell. So I'm like, all right, so I'm not going to have lunch or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I should start doing. But it's also easy. I don't like breakfast anyway. I like now I'll have like coffee and then I have no, I have tea and then I have coffee and then I'll probably have like a lean cuisine at like noon and I'll try and find ones that are like 200 calories. Actually, I'll either have that or like cottage cheese and a tomato. And that's like 110 calories and it's Mm. totally filling and delicious. And like you're eating cheese, (laughs) you know what I mean? Kind of. And that holds me over and then I'll have like some Cheez-Its or something in the afternoon. And then I have like tons of calories left over for dinner. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's actually a JMO I was going to send in. Like I play with the calories. Like I'll put my calories into my fitness pal in the morning so i'll know how many i have to play with in the evening like oh what are we gonna have for dinner like i can have whatever i don't know fun it's fun here (laughs) yeah i mean i've just been in denial about the fact that it's not working because i just that sucks i'm so sad about that i mean i deserved it you like rafi was an eyewitness to how crazy (laughs) i was i started making empanadas with like nutella and banana yes stuff empanadas but yeah, I I was I eating to, like, like wheels stuff. of brie and like <laughs> pros- and just, prosecco. I the reason why I like I've done on plenty of diets before why I've been really good about cooking my own food and doing veggies only just like doing some asparagus or whatever. But it's just so hard to not need comfort food right now. I feel oh, like yeah. I at least want to give myself that that I can yes. have a car just to be and like, I think during the shit. That's where I'm like, you know what? I'll deprive myself all day, even though I don't even look at it like that. As long as I can stay busy or do something, or the caffeine really helps to like make you not hungry, 
then I can have that comfort food to look forward to in the evening where it's like, okay. Right. And it doesn't feel like so bad the next day when I weigh myself. Cause that's the <laughs> first thing I do in the morning is weigh myself. And it's like, okay, where am I at? And I would love to get to the point where like my friend Brittany does not weigh herself. She measures herself and that's it. Hmm. She doesn't know how much she weighs anymore. And I can't imagine having that kind of freedom. Yeah. That's a good idea though. It really is kind of the same thing right. i guess but it your is. weight can be interpreted in so many different ways depending on if you're building muscle or and that's very true yeah. and yeah. when it's that time of the month or whatever it's like mm-hmm. oh how did i just gain six pounds in one day what the yeah. fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> but anyway daniel i'm sorry that for the first time in your life you have to diet i know what the hell whole life it fucking poor sucks. guy so i don't i don't feel, i don't feel super bad for him i'm just like it always sucks to have to be on a diet, but to not really get to the point where you feel like you have to do that until you're 47 years old sounds pretty pretty good to me. And also, like, he's worried about feeling old and, like, whatever, which I understand we're all going to be. But I was also thinking his soreness might be from the way he sleeps. Doesn't he have, like, some weird way of sleeping? Because I was having a weird way of sleeping where my shoulder was, like, literally hurting so bad and I had no strengthen it anymore because of the way I was sleeping and like I started sleeping differently and it's helped so I wonder if that is part of it but I know growing old it just I mean it sucks well he felt it seemed like he was feeling his age for sure on his birthday I know it's like he didn't seem to yeah he was uh like yeah 47 not 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 liking it (laughs) it's so weird because like 47 when I was a kid sounded like ancient and like looking at him and looking at Allison and then like look and, and myself like we're the same ish age and it's just like I don't feel like the age that I thought 47 or 44 or 45 was back when I was a kid mm-hmm. but he does sound like <laughs> his crutchetiness though is sort of uh, catching up with his age mm-hmm. <sighs> well I, yeah. I think he's probably feeling it not only because he turned 47 but yeah. <clears throat> he's got two young kids he's having to work from home and and the you know the the whole situation I think that they're going through is probably a little stressful for him it seems very like. stressful and not having an outlet I was very excited to hear that he was drawing a bunch that Allison, Allison said that he had been like cartooning a bunch or drawing a, a lot and I thought that I'm so glad he has that outlet because I know having young kids and not having an outlet for like 10 years I felt like I couldn't do anything for myself and it's like suffocating and so to have this also shut down with everything and not being able to do anything else and it must be even more so like I can totally relate to where where he is and how he's feeling but I'm glad he's doing something for himself that makes me happy mm-hmm. he needs to be on this show though <laughs> I mean he did say he would and he was just like so apologetic about not being on yet and I'm like dude you have not you don't have time for to wipe your own ass like don't worry about us <laughs> we are low on the totem pole like do you first like you know what i mean like make yourself happy i feel like he would enjoy being on the show but like the stress of thinking about being on the show makes it makes me feel bad for him <laughs> like the same way when i asked um, colonel jeff and he said no and then he, on the bonus up he was just like oh i'm you know whatever he said he felt bad or he was just not in a good mood and i'm like we would have made you in a good mood i promise Right, Megan? Right, Demian? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> it's like therapy. Demian, what do you have for Monday? I, I was thinking about the thing with Daniel's birthday, but um, obviously there's an insect thing that came up. <laughs> so that's right up my alley. So they have caterpillars, I guess, in a tree or something. <laughs> and she's like, do you know what's making these spider webs? I love Daniel's reaction. He's like, uh, 
spiders. (laughs) 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 They're not spider webs, Allison. Um, Yeah, so I love too. She goes, I wonder what they're doing. I'm like, "Uh, they're caterpillars. They're turning into butterflies. (laughs) You know, like, that's what I'm here for. Just ask me. (laughs) She has DM'd me a few times about stuff like that. Um, You know, the termite thing and all that. But, um, and she even asked me about it in San Francisco, but it, it was just funny to me whenever some insect thing comes up, I'm like, I'm right here. Just, <laughs> well, and just, she's mentioned just, you countless just, times. Where she's like, Demian knows. I should probably just ask Demian. Yeah. <laughs> Your yeah. resident but bug guy. Funny. He's like, what's making these spider webs? And he's like, uh, spiders? I'm like, nope, wrong answer. <laughs> you tricked him by saying spiders, you know. <laughs> so what, so it, it is butterflies, you say? Or like caterpillars? Well, it's like there, there's a there. You know, I mean, who knows what kind of caterpillar it is? And I, I couldn't tell you. But I mean, if they're making webs all over the place, they're cocooning, and they're yeah. going to go through the process of turning into a butterfly. Well, and to me, um, like I leave those things alone. But I know there are cer- certain moths that lay their eggs, then the caterpillars actually eat your fruit and veggies and whatever. But then there's some right. that do- that don't damage your stuff. They actually eat the bugs, or like they are just pretty. So it's hard to tell which is which. Well, as long as they're outside and not get, I mean, if it's in a tree, it's probably not something you have to worry about. Yeah. And when I go in water, I kind of like hose those out a little bit just to make it look a little less, you know, webby. But like, I know it's their home. I probably shouldn't be like blasting, finger blasting them with water. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a lot of times caterpillar webs the ones i mean if it, if it's what i think it might be the kind i've seen yeah they could be really more difficult and pain in the butt um, to get rid of spider webs i never would have actually guessed oh my god what is that megan she's finger megan? blasting goldfish as we speak next time you go to the bathroom put yourself on mute first <laughs> oh whoops <laughs> <laughs> oh damn it Oh, <laughs> I never would have get, guessed that caterpillars were making the webbies. That's uh, that's interesting. That's interesting yeah, to know. They make silk too. I never really well, thought actually, about that. They, that's where silk comes from, from caterpillars. That I've um, had the silkworms. I've seen them work, yeah, I mean, but I guess I never um, really put that together. Right. That's no, really yeah. weird, actually. They raise them, and I don't know. I don't know if you guys listen to uh, Allie Ward's podcast. Uh, I do sometimes, but she had one on with a guy. Who, they're trying to use spider silk to do stuff. Whoa. They don't make as much, but um, but you know, scientists will figure out a way for everything. You know. Yeah, for sure. I haven't listened to her show in so long, and I really, truly enjoy her show. But I'm so far behind. I think I'm, I'm still on. I think I listened to the the cat one. That was the last one I listened to, and that's been a while. But. Well, the thing I like about her show is you could just listen whenever. And that is true. Except they do have the inside jokes that have go, you know, go along with it. And I am part of the Facebook group. Patreon? But no, oh, not Facebook. Patreon. Because her perks aren't very good. <laughs> and I wanted to you support her. That's pretty much it, right? Yeah. yeah and like uh, you get to be a, a boss. And I'm like, hmm, I'm good. I don't, I don't want to be a no boss. But I, I, her perks are not that great. And it's funny because if she just would like give out a set of pins or like I'll, although I actually bought all of her pins but or like a shirt or something like that something more tangible something like Allison's is a little bit more fun and interactive so I I would have but yeah I'm still sponsoring 
Space Cave, and I don't even listen to that show anymore. I just feel bad to cancel it. <laughs> but also, I wanted him to be on, so I thought, you know what? This will be like my like bridge to get him on the show. I think he would say yes anyway because he's really nice, actually. Even though he comes off as like kind of nice. dicky sometimes, but he's like su- he's like really, I think, a genuinely nice guy. Way to South Dakota to hang out with Lee, right. so I'm sure he would just pop in the podcast. Uh, he's in the shed right now, actually. No, he and he sent me beer. Like he sent me a bottle of beer for whatever we ha- uh, we had it. I don't remember when for the group recording we had it, but he signed the bottle and he sent it to me. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. And he'll send me like little pieces of artwork once in a while. And it's just, I don't know. He's he's pretty cool guy, I think. Well, I talked to him for a good 10 minutes after I went to see him do stand-up in Sacramento. Oh, that's right. Um, and after, you know, he sat around. I talked to him for a long time. I mean, he was really nice. Oh, that's um, cool. I just um, wish, like, I, remember... I would totally invite him to the shed. He would have probably come pre, you know, March 16th. Pre, right. But I remember because he... He was on Allison's show the first time as like a guest, a Monday guest. And then he was promoting a show that he was on the Sci-Fi Network, which I don't remember the name of anymore. But I watched it. And and then it got canceled after like, I don't know, a month or something. And I mentioned that to him. And he's like, you actually watched that? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I didn't think anyone watched that. (laughs) We, and I think like... um the Amazon whatever thing where people someone would give him a bad review and we were all like banded together we're gonna put a, a positive one and then I thought well I should probably actually listen to the thing that I'm saying is so great so I did and it was actually really good but less about David Huntsberger and more about Allison Rosen little Rafi what do you have for Monday I wanted to talk about someone called in and had a question about DVD distribution <laughs> sorry which... um it's uh, Marlene from Hawaii <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny that uh, she called in about this, but it got me thinking about how DVDs and bonus features and and like even going to like CDs and then going back to records, how enjoyable it was to get something like that and go through everything that came with it and how nowadays like the reason people binge things on Netflix is because it just, it's just the show. Like there's nothing attached to it. And Daniel was saying that you can buy a movie on iTunes and it'll have all that stuff, but it's not the same, you know? I agree. And, uh, I don't I'm, I'm usually like if, watching that stuff, but yeah. Well, the other thing is that if it's like, I'm trying to think of a, uh, what's a movie that is like fine to watch, but who gives a shit? Like, you only really want to see all the background making of and all the special features and commentaries if it's like something you actually care about so i'm surprised that you wouldn't do that with like twin peaksy or and that's the thing i i did do that like with the new dvds from twin peaks they had all these special things and deleted scenes and i was just like i was kind of excited about because i'm like oh this is like extra content and i watched it and i'm like well first of all i can see what was cut but but also I don't like to be taken out of the story and the magic of film. Like I like to be engrossed in it. I don't want to know who's playing what character and who they're dating in real life and like who they're fucking or like whatever. Like I just want to be in the story. So it was like hard for me to the behind the scenes stuff and the little quizzes and like, oh, they're real people. I'm like, "Mm, I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) Dance for me, you little. (laughs) 
so that well, stuff doesn't intrigue me as much as like a lot of times I, I, I don't know. Every single DVD that has special features, I rarely will even like look unless I accidentally click on it. But I do miss like we have a bunch of DVDs and when I was cleaning out that person's house that passed away, they, I collected a bunch of DVDs from there house that were like really cool i'm like oh we're just gonna be quarantining and watching all these cool old like tv shows and i haven't cracked one of them open because it's like opening a fucking thing eh. <laughs> but the other thing i really hate they're like you can just stream everything you don't need your dvds anymore so i started getting rid of stuff and then i'm like i can't find half of the shit that i want to watch and then it's on like multiple platforms oh and then it just like goes away or if you buy it and now somehow itunes is like fucking up so i can't get to any of the stuff that i bought before I'm like, this is unreliable. We need to go back to DVDs. That was a really that contradictory statement. <laughs> on one hand, this way. On the other hand, this way. Yes. No. The one thing I like about special features is um, more than uh, bonus scenes or deleted scenes. I mean, sometimes those are all right. But I used to, I remember the first time I watched something with the director's commentary or something like that. I thought mm. that that's an interesting feature that. I don't know if any of you have ever watched a movie with, I mean, you basically watch the whole movie and they talk about stuff. And I've always thought that was kind of an interesting, you know, commentary is awesome. I've definitely yeah. watched. I actually, when I was not like working in documentary film yet, I would learn a lot about how to do it when I put on the commentary to like some Michael Moore films that I watched or whatever, but also like commentary on Little Miss Sunshine, which I really like it. You learn a lot. Like they talk about how they scouted the place or how they actually accomplished a certain shot so yeah lisa you would definitely be taken out of the magic but as someone who like really wanted to learn about those things it was really cool when i watch it i'm always interested but then i'm like hmm <laughs> so one of the one of the things that i enjoy watching the most is i like having the dvds for seinfeld because they have so much behind the scenes stuff and although i haven't watched a lot of them with commentary yet i do like getting the backstory because a lot of the stuff on Seinfeld was based on the actual writers of the show and their real life stories. Like obviously Festivus is the probably most famous one. So you like, you get to really nerd out on stuff like that, but also DVDs have the advantage of being able to give you multiple versions of a movie. So like Pulp Fiction, you can watch it the way it came out in the theater, or you could watch it in sequential order which completely changes it. Mm. And also like Memento, I know is one that it's a movie that famously was like in reverse, I think. And now it is on the DVD. You can watch it forward to back. Was and... it called the invitation? What was that? <laughs> <laughs> no. And also I heard that the DVD of Memento, because it's about a guy who can't remember anything. So he like writes everything down on himself, like gets tattoos oh, and stuff. I haven't seen that. And... That's a really good movie if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I, I've seen it like so many years ago that I should probably rewatch it. But I heard that the DVD, like, you know how the menus come up and then you can like choose what you're trying to watch. It would like change. And like, so even in the DVD menu, it like is putting you in the mind state of this guy where like you don't know what is what anymore. Like you'll click on bonus features and it takes you to like something that isn't the bonus features, like the language menu or whatever. So it's God, like another way movie, to be and I creative. don't remember the DVD doing that, but maybe 10 minutes. I'm going to have to watch it after this. <laughs> yeah. I think I could be into the Seinfeld one because Seinfeld is life. 
that I, I liked seeing how it related to the act, their actual lives and how it came about. So, Lil Rafi, when we have the viewing party over at Larry's house, because he's a huge Seinfeld fan, <laughs> we're going to have to do this. I told him, like, we're going to have a theme. We're, well, we're going to have, like, a themed viewing, like, monthly thing. But then all of this shit happened. And then I said, well, for our birthdays, we're going to have to have, like, a Seinfeld birthday party. Because his birthday's January, too. So, mm-hmm. And COVID will be done by then, right? Be all wrapped up. It doesn't even <laughs> exist now. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> okay trumpy there were a couple of things that i wanted to say let's see allison if she has a garage sale i will 100 percent be there and they will sell all of their things because all of us will be there her food her allison's food frozen dinners probably the most depressing section of the frozen food aisle i can ever <laughs> imagine but it is funny because i i thought I forgot what she had suggested it being called, but I thought a capital F dash Rosens would be kind of perfect. Except who's going to buy frozen like bird food or whatever with like ketchup and stevia (laughs) on it. Truvia, whatever. But that would be a fun. Ray Morgan needs to do a little art piece. Frozen food section of Alice, all Allison foods. Like what would be in that section? I think that would be really fun to see. And I would buy that poster. She was talking about doing more Patreon bonus episodes, like weekly ones. And I think that'd be super fun because she puts out questions for the the Ask Me Anything episodes and she doesn't get to half of them. And then the next episode, she asks for more questions and then those old questions are all there. And people want to know a lot of stuff and want to hear you talk, Allison. So I think uh, once a week, like check-ins, she's been going live on Instagram. That's been fun. I think just more Allison. Is what I'm trying to say. So, Sounds like a plan. Yep. Yeah. I'm <laughs> totally into some pod boners. And I would join Quantzer Size. Do you guys have anything else for Monday before we do Childish Chat? Uh, I don't. Okay. All right. It's time for a little LK's Childish Chat. Some of us listen for Allison. Some people listen for Allison and Greg. Some people don't listen at all. And I can understand that. Hi Lisa, hi Rafi, hi Demian, hi Megan, hi Jess. This is Lauren Kay with some childish chat. So uh, right at the top of the episode, um, Greg says that he's taken a microdose of mushrooms. So he's microdosing during this episode. Um, And he says that he finds microdosing to help him focus and help with creativity. Uh, And I think he also said that it just improves his mood. And I know uh, my husband uses microdosing and finds it to help with his mood also. Um, he says he just finds that he has like more pleasant interactions with uh, other people throughout the day from it. And uh, Allison was wondering if she should try it. And it's like, I feel like she could benefit from it. It might kind of mellow her out a little bit. Um, but that's if you can kind of like relax into it. Although I've tried it and I don't um, really feel like I. there's no high involved in it. It's not like... I, you know, you take it and then like however long later you're like, oh, I'm feeling it. So I just really find it to be very subtle. Um, and I'd really like to try a macro dose or a hero's dose, um, the regular tripping style amount to see how that feels. Um, and then I wonder if I might get more out of microdosing after that, but I don't do it often. I've done it like three or four times only. Um, 
And then they were talking about, okay, on the my last childish chat, I was repeating Greg, what he had said was that um, schools uh, could and should reopen in the fall because kids weren't spreading COVID. Um, he was, he had said on the last one that it was looking like uh, kids aren't really spreaders of it. And now this week they're, they're saying that the news is showing that kids may actually be super spreaders of COVID and that, you know, they may be spreading it more so than adults. So um, I feel like that that news really bummed me out. And because I was thinking about sending about sending, I was thinking about sending my kids back to school um, because they're doing the hybrid, uh, having smaller class sizes and each every kid only goes to school two days a week. So they stagger it. So there's not as many kids in the classroom. Um, But now um, and, and like I was kind of confident in that decision, like, you know, it, it seems pretty safe. And now I'm back to like, no, I can't send them, which means I, you know, it's it makes it harder for me to try to find a job because I'm one of us needs to be home with the kids all the time. So it's just hearing that uh, really bummed me out. And school is like such a hard topic right now because I, I just kind of have different people's opinions coming at me and I'm trying to make a decision. Um, but this is not about me. This is about Allison and Greg. Allison mentioned that um, we're kind of like, that humans tend to normalize things and uh, that she'll say things like, like normalizing the pandemic. Like she'll, she says she, you know, will feel stressed or anxious and um, without kind of taking into, considera- into consideration the um situation that we're in with the pandemic and like seeing like yeah that that makes sense to feel that way and I feel that way too I think um you know I just start to feel like well was I really better before this happened will I be better after this or is this the way that you know we we feel now (laughs) I don't know it's hard to describe but I that's how I took what Allison said and Allison mentioned um, the hose storage issue again, <laughs> and here's like one of those scenarios where Allison is having just having a hard time making a decision, and I always like, ah, oh, like it gets me about her because I used to have such a hard time making decisions, and then I think that I realized that that's annoying, so <laughs> I, I just make a choice and and stick with it now, and it's usually I'm just really proud of myself for making a choice and you know, with hose storage, (laughs) like I was actually just thinking recently how I love the thing that our hose is in because you can crank it like so easily. It's, it's just, it's wonderful. I guess I should recommend it to Allison, but I always just go with like, don't go for the cheapest, don't go for the most expensive. And then, you know, kind of go in the middle and read reviews. That would be my advice to her. Um, Oh, and Allison said her high of the week was that Elliot said to her, mommy, I love Owen. He's my cutie. And I just wrote down, yes, that's just so cute. And Elliot, the way he talks is so cute. So like that must have just been the cutest thing ever. And she also said that Elliot refers to Owen as his sweetie, which again, just so cute. Um, There was a phone call with some mortgage advice from Greg, uh, which was too boring for me to really pay a lot of attention to, but it sounded like good, smart advice. Um, Oh, and Greg said he went to a shooting range and um that the target was a woman being held by a man and you're supposed to shoot the man um as the target but he hit the woman every time (laughs) he said it's really hard to hit the target shooting 
Uh, he was he is not good at it. Uh, he said his daughter Jojo did great, however, and he also um, was shooting a BB gun in the yard um, with his family. And he said that they like put towels over the fence and like made an effort, you know, to not uh, get any BBs into the neighbor's yard, but they did break uh, the neighbor's window. <laughs> so Greg is just not good at shooting. And then I think he said that he gave the BB gun to the neighbors then because they like have a place in the woods or something. And he's like, the gun doesn't belong with me. Um, so that was funny. And they were talking about um, guns. And if you feel like you would feel safer to have a gun or not, have, I would feel terrible to have a gun in my house. I know a person who has one. Um, and Allison said if she had one, it would be like so locked up and put away that if there was an emergency, they wouldn't be able to get to it. Um, and Greg just said he's so bad at shooting. He doesn't think that it would be smart for him to have one. I don't know. I, I, I hope I'm not leaving too much out, but I, that's all I have written down here. So I hope that everyone is doing well and I like y'all so much. Bye. Oh, Lauren, you're the best. And you know who's not the best? Greg microdosing. He's a macro douche. Fuck that guy. Let's see. I I like the point Allison makes of if this is the new normal. Like I feel like if this is the new normal, I'm fucking done. And also, Lauren, I'd like a good reference for a good uh, crank, please. Anyone else have a comment on Tyler's chat? Really quickly, she also wanted me to mention that she forgot to mention that people are saying. Or someone, probably Greg, was saying that he knows people who are in the know and they think a COVID vaccine might be ready as soon as November. And I'm a little skeptical, but uh, let's hope so. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be great. Thank you, Lauren, for listening. So we don't have to. Demian? <laughs> oh, I, I did listen. Uh, I don't listen every week, but I did listen. And did, did mention, I guess, uh, Allison made the joke of calling Elliot a fart gun or something. And he thought that was so funny. And they're worried he might say it out of the house. I'm like, I don't care about that if I was sir. I'd be worried about him just because he's saying it constantly, and I would get <laughs> so tired of him constantly. <laughs> I'm a fart gun, and like, oh, man, just be quiet. <laughs> I, I'm sure I'm sure you know, Lisa, you know, kids, when they get on to something, they don't let it go, man. Oh, they yeah. Keep... But that's how we came up with that... the different words. Like, Bobo was fart when they were little, and, like, we had different little words for things. And that's where it came in handy, where it's like, Let's just make up our own words because that's fine. They can learn fart someday. It's once they, I can tell them not to say it, that they're a fart gun. <laughs> I just, I just could imagine him running around the house all day. Like I'm a fart gun. I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm watching TV. Go away. Fart gun. You know? Put a silencer on your fart gun. Exactly. <laughs> what about you, Megan? So I do not listen to childish anymore. Mostly because I barely finish Allison's shows themselves as it is but also there is something about when i saw it posted on instagram that greg thinks he's uncancel uncancelable and like doesn't give a shit what people think and especially because i wrote to him specifically before about how offensive he was being about some the way he was talking about lgbt people and things even though supposedly it was just joking it's not funny or like cool to say the stuff he did and so i think after i don't know i he just, that was the last straw for whatever reason, him bragging like, I'm uncancelable. I don't give a shit what people think. I was like, well, mm. I can also just not listen to you. So go fuck yourself. So I, uh, I'm glad. Out of curiosity, did you hear that or just see the post? Uh, I saw the post of the video of him saying it, but I didn't hear like the whole thing. Right. Because he was basically making fun of himself. 
I mean, I mean, I get why you get annoyed with some of the shit he says, and I'm not trying to defend him, but he was just like, because he said something, like he does, kind of on the border, and and she said something to him, and he goes, no one's going to cancel me, I'm not famous enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? That that was yeah. basically what he was getting at, is that I'm not worth canceling, is essentially his what, what he was trying to say. It's like, mm-hmm. why would anyone bother to cancel with me? I'm, who am I? I'm, I'm, I'm under the radar. That that was the whole joke he made. Mm. But then you yeah, get a, even, like, then you can I, do stuff wrong what, if you're under the radar. <laughs> yeah, I even knew what he meant is the thing for like I said it was weird for whatever reason I'm like go fuck yourself I'm done with you and I just didn't I never enjoy hearing him on the show and I had four years with Adam Carolla on the show where I was like I'll listen for Allison but this guy is so fucked up and then when Childish was back was coming about and I learned I didn't like Greg that well I kept listening. But it just started to feel like the same thing with Adam, where it's like, you don't have to listen to this guy if he just irks you so much. Right. So I think I think I'm checking out, but I'm I'm uh, glad that Lauren gives updates because it is just nice to know. Yeah. Like you learn a lot about Allison's life on that show. So and what, what's going on with the kids. So it kind of sucks to to be out of the loop a little bit. But so I'll just catch childish chat and I'll I'll feel good about that i feel like childish chat's really all we need actually originally i didn't care for the show as much because allison told the same stories on both shows so i was just like well i already heard this story on one of the shows and i do want to hear i want to hear the story but i don't want to hear it twice and then it's just like "Ah, okay but then greg just started i used to be a huge fan of greg and now i'm just really not and it's there's nothing specific. I'm just like, I just don't want to waste time. There's so many other shows I would rather listen to. And he's just not very interesting in me anymore. And I tried for Allison, but it's just kind of like, eh. I, I would rather listen to the updates with Childish Chat. <laughs> I get, you know, I get I get my fill and it's perfect. Yeah. Just, and plus, it's not like there's a Patreon for the, their show that we're not supporting. They'll get, they'll still be getting their ad revenue, I'm sure. And yeah, it's not like my listening is harming her any in any way and we're still talking about it so maybe other and people we're still listen. talking about it yeah <laughs> all right um thank you lauren for doing the lord's work shall we talk about thursday yeah <laughs> all right we were her little santa claus burgers sent in by yours motherfucking truly i don't know i lost count of how many carbs i've had read but i feel like this one was a real double-edged sword because i was so excited to have my carb read and then it's like the amount of hatred that Kevin and especially Demi have for the Gildos is unfortunate. But you know what? I'm still excited to get my carb read, and it was a disgusting carb, and it was piggybacking. Not piggybacking? What is the word? Is it piggybacking? Piggybacking is a word. It okay, piggybacking on, <laughs> on to Sarah Ellis's, where she's like, "Oh, we should do some sort of Gilmore Guys thing," and I, was, I had already sent in another carb that was not Gilmore Guys related. So she sent in something and I said, oh, but what about the Santa Claus burger, which was completely, completely disgusting. And then that one got read. But what's cool is the other end of the sword is that she read other people's carbs. And that's also pretty cool. So you're welcome, everybody. (laughs) This is something they had on Gilmore Girls. Yeah. And it's I love that Kevin like knows his episodes and like whatever. But like he's like, oh, that's from season one. And it's a Christmas episode where... Lorelai was not invited to she was uh, she got the invitation in the mail that she was not invited to the Christmas party the annual Christmas the Gilmore family Christmas party and so she went to Luke's diner and she was just all like you know 
poor me because that's who she is. And Luke went back and made her like this Santa Claus themed burger because that's pretty much all she eats is Pop-Tarts and burgers and drinks coffee. So it was like disgusting, but she didn't even get to eat it because her dad uh, went to the hospital with a heart attack in that episode. So yeah. But anyway, I was excited that they were on. I love them both. Demi seemed a little bit down a little bit, but they talked about being, well, this led to being a, a cream fluencer through the, the carbs. And I'm wondering, little Rafi, are you a creamsman or a cream fluencer? <laughs> uh, I think you mean I'm a bit of a heat seeker, <laughs> but also I think you're definitely... a cream seeker. <laughs> oh wow! I'll meet you in the middle. Uh, also a creamsman, mm. not a cream fluencer. But this goes back to how I was talking about how I wish I had like been a food blogger or something because mm. I want free food. And I've thought about it, like, I could just go places and post about stuff and just do it with no expectation. I don't know what's stopping me. It clearly hasn't stopped. You really should. Uh, Kevin. And that's the thing, like, I, I feel like, I can't imagine, be, I mean, I wouldn't be an influencer, no one follows me, but, like, to just post about loving something, why not? Because who knows, you might get something from it. But it's the same way, like, Allison could, and I remember even in the Jenna Kim Jones days in Sorry Not Sorry, where it's like, you guys need to be talking to Diet Coke. You guys promote it so much. And this is something like in Oreos and like all of these things that are talked about. And I guarantee people are buying more because of these people. And if Allison loves something like Truvia, like whoever bought Truvia, I didn't even know it existed. And how many people have bought it because of her? Or I can't believe it's not butter. I didn't even know they made that anymore. She could get sponsors just by saying I love something and posting about it. I mean, little Rafi, I was telling you They're at brunch today. Our friend, Buck, has a podcast, and it's the Libertarian Podcast, and he's got a ton of listeners now, and he has sponsors now. And what he did, he just reached out to things that he liked. So, like, while they're, they were here, he brought some of his nicotine toothpicks that he loves, and we're all sitting by the pool with our <laughs> nicotine toothpicks. But I'm like, this is the kind of stuff that we need to be doing. Like, we could do it on a small scale, but Alice can do it on a bigger scale. What is yeah. a nicotine toothpick? It's just a toothpick with nicotine infused into it, and it's flavored, and it's kind of delicious. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there's a there's a whole thing with, quote-unquote, influencers, where there's, like, a lot of entitlement. I don't think that, I don't know. It's, like, there are some people who will reach out to people and say, hey, send me your crap, and, you know, I'll mm. talk about it to my 20 followers or whatever. And then they are just doing it to get free shit, which I'm not for. I mm. do think that if there's just something that you love and enjoy, Hennessy, let's say, <sighs> or tacos. <laughs> Shameless plug. You should, you should just, you know, talk about it because you love it. And if you get something, great. But don't go in, like, just expecting people to send you free shit all the time for no fucking reason just because you're some douchebag with a quote-unquote following. So you don't want to prostitute yourself for goods. I definitely wouldn't be talking about nicotine toothpicks, but if <laughs> See, I was just, using uh, them to begin with, <laughs> then sure, fine. But great. imagine you super love them and all of a sudden they become a sponsor of your show. That's kind of cool. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of uh, this show, Lil Rafi, what do you have from Thursday? I figured it was going to be about being a creamsman, but... Oh, God. <laughs> so, for Thursday, well, there was actually two things I wanted to talk about. One had to do with, I guess I could just go over this briefly, Demi and 
Kevin not wanting to be known as just like Gilmore Girls people. That's a good tie-in, yeah. And also Demi mentioned that he was on Pump Up the Jam and then he quit that show, which I'm curious about why. Um, I don't feel like you have to stick with one thing for the rest of your life or whatever, but I wouldn't, I don't think they should get mad or upset that, hey, you're the Gilmore Girls guys, the Gilmore guys. Um, because if that's how someone knows you, that's that's how they know you. Like, how can you be mad at that? Because otherwise they wouldn't know who the fuck you are. So don't get mad about it. Like, just keep fucking doing whatever you want to do. And then I don't know. It just it rubbed me the wrong way how they were like, oh, I don't want to be known for that. I don't want to be known for the guy who exposed Ellen. Then why'd you do it? Like, you know, it's like a. It's a double-edged uh, sword. Like you said, it's a catch-22. So. <laughs> I do <laughs> hate that when... One thing that really rubs me the wrong way is, like, I know as fans, like, you're a fanatic of something. You go, like, full bore into something. And, like, that's what that's what you do. That's that, And I don't like it when it's not received well because then it feels like they think a lot less of us because we're such big fans. And it's like, I love, I watched Gilmore girls first of all, because of Jenna and Leanne, but then it just so happened. It was around the time of Gilmore guys. So I was like, this is a great companion piece to watching the show. And it was so great to hear both of them, like kind of make fun of it, but also kind of love it and hate it. And it was just like, I loved it. And also like being fans of people, it's kind of like, it sucks when they're kind of like, they, they kind of shit on you. But I had this conversation with Dr. Jen this morning because I said it kind of sucks that like someone like he was like instantly like kind of a curmudgeon about it. Like, mm. but she was just like, yeah, he's really doesn't understand why people love him so much that he has anything to offer. So it's kind of like it's more of a doesn't understand why people will love him. So it's not against the fans. It's against like not it's against himself. Like he's very insecure with himself more so then i had a better perspective after talking to dr jen of course with anything because at first i was like god demi <laughs> really <laughs> well see that's why we need people like dr jen in our bff group because i'm seeing it through my uh pessimistic eyes and i'm like same ungrateful cunt just fucking deal with it. <laughs> Sir. i'll try and turn the volume down on that one but i can't guarantee well, anything I didn't, it didn't blast my ears so i'm good well, just wait until later <laughs> Any comments on the uh, on Demi being kind of uh, a negative Nancy? So some people mentioned on the group that my my where he when he called, told me off and blocked me a few years ago. Did, yeah, so let's hear this story. Story. Yeah, because uh, I brought that up with Jen today. And I said it's kind of perfect we have Demi in on today <laughs> because apparently there was some beef, but I didn't know about it. So let's hear the story. I don't remember exactly what he tweeted because this was maybe three years ago or so. I mean, it all surrounds Trump, obviously, and I think he caught a wrong vibe when I replied to him, and I don't remember exactly what he treated, tweeted. Um, and I was only following him because he was a somewhat regular guest on, on, on Allison's show, right? I, don't, I didn't listen to Gilmore Girls. and don't watch that show. I mean, I've seen it because my daughter watched it, and I thought it was annoying, so I don't, you know. But he made a comment... Um, and his original comment, which I can't remember, it didn't say anything about racism, but apparently that's what he was talking about. And he was calling out people, and I made a comment about, hey, I don't think you're going to change anyone's mind by criticizing them. Words to that effect, basically. 
Um, which is, you know, a lot of times people get in these arguments on Twitter and it's useless. You're never going to change anyone's mind on Twitter or anywhere else, really. You, you might be able to persuade someone if you can change their heart, right? I've always thought that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if you just tell people they're wrong or they're stupid or they don't know what they're talking about, well, that, that's just falling on deaf ears. And so I made a comment, hey, you're never going to change anyone's mind with that attitude or something like that. And then he came back at me with, uh, well, it's not my job to educate racists. His original comment had nothing to do with racists. And, and then he told me to fuck off and blocked me. And I couldn't reply because he blocked me. And I... I Last thing, I, I mean, I'm not mad, whatever, um, but I just thought it was funny that he got so upset with, so to me, in my mind, a harmless comment that I made. I, I didn't tell him, oh, he's wrong or he's stupid or I didn't criticize him at all. All I said was, you're not, you're not convincing anyone. Maybe try a different approach, you know, and he got super butthurt. And, you know, obviously, if I think you've listened to him. He's. He's a sensitive dude, I think. You know what I mean? Like his feelings get a little flustered easily. You know, whatever. I think Allison um, coined so it perfectly it with demi dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. But I just thought it was a funny thing that happened, and he got so worked up, and or maybe he gets it all the time. I don't know. You know, I mean, when you post, uh, I'm sure he gets a lot of people who are opposite of what he thinks and you know he's african-american so he probably gets a few share of negative comments and who knows i probably caught him on a bad day or whatever but i just thought it was a funny thing that he got so worked up over so seemingly nothing of a comment that's the story not a good story i guess i have never been blocked by anyone i think yeah it's hard this is why I, I, I decided to not go on Twitter very often. I don't really post on Instagram. When I do, it's not about any of, like, these actual issues that, like, make people feel very strongly about things. Not because, like, I don't want to get into debates or anything. It's just because, like you said, you can't change someone's mind over the Internet. So I feel like anyone that even remotely knows me would know how I feel about certain things, or I hope they do. And, uh, yeah, don't, don't try to have, uh, actual discourse via 280 characters. <laughs> That's, That's it. Fuck off, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You're blocked. No. It was just funny to me. Uh, I just thought, oh, well, you know what I mean? Like I, I go about my day the same as before. Um, and I, you know, I, I've actually, I try to go out of my way, actually, to be nice on Twitter. Like if someone, I mean, not, I'm not talking about like super famous people, because, I mean, you know, they're not going to see it. But like if you're a moderately famous person, you know what I mean? I might say, I mean, hey, I liked your book. I liked the article you wrote, or, or I like your song, or I like your show, or something. And then, you know, people, I get a lot of people like, I appreciate your comment. Like, like obviously Sarah Schaefer was on, on Allison's show a couple weeks ago for her book. I actually I haven't read it yet, but I did buy it. And, um, and I did, you know, I did, you know, like she posted a thing where it's on display at a bookstore and, you know, I could only imagine how proud she would be of herself at that moment. And I would say, Hey man, that's really great. I'm happy for you. And I, I kind of go out of my way to, to say those things to people just because I feel like there's so many people who are, Oh, you're such a whatever, you know, bullshit, especially men saying things to women. They say all kinds of unspeakable things that 
I don't even know why. Why would you do that? But, it, you know, so, you know, and then people reply, like, thank you. I appreciate it. You're so nice, whatever. And so to get blocked by just suggesting, hey, maybe not argue on the Internet. I find that ironically, hilariously funny. Yeah, agreed. I, I agree with both of you. I feel like you're not going to change anybody's minds. And the people you surround yourself with are going to be people that you have something in common with that already know your point of view. So you're not talking to anybody and changing anybody's mind. I, I just can't even imagine that thought process of like, people have to figure things out on their own. They're not going to be influenced by people unless it has to do with ice cream. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine someone read a tweet go, oh, I was totally wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you opened oh, my eyes. The aha you know? moment came when I was scrolling through the Twitter feed. Megan, what do you have from Thursday? I related a lot and feel like a lot of people relate to what they were talking about politically with mm. like not feeling super fired up with. You know, with Biden as yes. the Democratic choice. And I wrote down something that Demi said that I thought was perfect. Um, he said, it feels like there was a spill and we had a chance to fix the pipe that was leaking. And now we're just mopping up the mess it made. Ooh, and I I think that that was the absolute perfect way to describe how it feels. Um, because, like, yeah, it's just... Eh. I'm yeah. not excited about Biden. I think it's cool that... Camilla Harris is like the VP um, but I'd, I've been seeing like these memes that are super funny one of them was like when you order a Diet Coke but you're offered Pepsi instead like Diet Coke was Bernie and Elizabeth Warren and Pepsi is like you know Biden and <laughs> Camilla it's just like all right this is what we get I guess but you know I think yeah it's like I don't well, know like it's we, better like, than we private select I guess Yes. Um, I don't know. It's I, I believe, too, that Joe like did that shit that that woman is claiming that he did with her. Mm. So it's another thing where it's like right. we're kind of just not talking about it. But like, what good is it to talk about for a grander purpose of like it? I don't know. That feels shitty that like she's just getting discounted completely. And these people yeah. coming forward are getting discounted completely from a crowd that would usually really drill in on it. It's like, it doesn't feel like there's space to even do that, which just feels gross. Um, and then you're using, like, you're trotting out someone of color as, like, smoke and mirrors to be like, let's not talk about that mm -hmm, issue of what mm -hmm. I actually did. Let's, like, look at what I'm doing now. Yeah. Yeah, That that's another thing, too, that, like, it feels like the right thing to do, and I'm yes. glad that a person of color is the VP, but at the same time, because it, it is more like a playing a certain card. Yeah. Um, that, that, that's like, uh, I don't know, but it's, it's all gross. I just don't want Trump to be in office anymore. We're all on the same page about that. So but I, is Biden just the next Trump junior of like crap? I don't know. Maybe we need to vote for him in hopes that he has a heart attack and then she will be the president. Oh God. This is our, this is all, these are choices. This is our choice. It's just a bummer to not feel so much excitement about something that we should feel so much passion for at I this know. time. And why aren't we getting good choices every single time? Election after election. It's like, there's always such hope of like, okay, there's going to be some change. We're going to have something happen. And then it's like, oh, either we get a pile of dog shit a fresh pile of dog shit or an old <laughs> pile of dog shit. <laughs> I mean, all right. I mean, you have to pick one, but 
Yeah. All right. I don't know. I, I liked Hillary, and I thought that, like, you know, after Trump, at least we got a proper wake-up call that, like, you can't just be, like, sitting at home because you don't like what you got. You have to just go out there and vote anyways, even if you're like, I wouldn't have a beer with Hillary. You're like, she's corrupt. <laughs> it's just, right. it's not, It even if it's true, it, like, there's no, we realize the risk now because in 2016, everyone was maybe not so afraid of Trump because they wouldn't hurt them specifically. And now we're all fucked and people are dying everywhere. And it's like, mm, yeah, when it, maybe you take back when what is you said about America going to be great. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering when he was going to fulfill this promise. Yeah. Anywho, that's that's all I, I would have. talk for length about how horrible Trump is. Well, but, yeah. Uh, and I mean... <laughs> and like they, they were talking about, like, you know, two things you never bring up at a party is politics and religion. And I feel like this is all that's on the Internet is politics and religion but now i feel like you can add covid to that because it's like oh here we go again <laughs> we're talking about right. and that also comes well, into politics and religion because people are like it's political now it's like oh my god <laughs> this world well, is it's insane true. you know and the, the most gla- i mean there's so many glaring things wrong with him but the the total lack of competence should be obvious to anyone now because of how he handled this you know and he all he cares about is himself that's the i mean you know well, whatever yeah. you want to say about Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden or whomever, who, I don't, you know, whoever else was running for the Republican candidate, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like nobody worse than Trump, who he generally does not give a shit about anyone else. I don't even think he cares about his kids. I don't no. even think he cares about his son. I'm talking about his youngest son with his current wife. I don't think he cares about any of that. And now when there's a real crisis going on where politics shouldn't matter, shouldn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican, a real health issue, a real one. And he is just like, oh, it's going to go away. It'll just go away. I'm like, dude, are you so, are you so full of shit? And, and for whatever reason, people love that asshole. And, um, and so, you know, it's just glaring out, like, just fix the fucking problem. Like, you know, like do something. And he does nothing except sit on his butt play golf and complain about how people don't like him and uh you know he's the worst he's just a big baby in in a sandbox and you know what's so weird like even the worst president ever would at least be articulate and have something to say and trick us into thinking like everything's fine but he is fucking stupid (laughs) everything he says i'm like what what are you you can't even like form a sentence i don't even understand like what you're talking about he just sounds like a fucking idiot and i'm I just he has no we just class. Need, we need, yes, zero class. You cannot buy class apparently. Demi, what do you have from Thursday? They were talking about Ellen. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. The the rumors. Oh, I know what I want to talk about. Forget Ellen. Butter <laughs> sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> the return of the butter sandwich debate. <laughs> and it was funny to listen to them argue about it because it's like, no, it's just butter. It's you know, and then, well, peanut butter is the same thing. It's just peanut. And then, and so uh you those who don't know, some remember, some may, some may not, but I don't think butter sandwiches are a thing. Do you remember I may, I on YouTube? There's somewhere on YouTube I, me I making a goddamn butter sandwich. That you ate. <laughs> <laughs> here, here, and, and you actually kind of proved my point in a way. Oh. And maybe made a good argument for yourself at the same time. Okay. I can see. Okay. But here's my thing. So butter sandwiches are not a thing. Just like uh, I would say ketchup or, or mustard sandwiches aren't a thing. Because a sandwich would have some sort of protein, like for instance, mm. uh, turkey or chicken or tuna or whatever. So you're vegetarians don't with. eat sandwiches. Well, uh. They, uh, okay. 
<laughs> but there, there's some some nutritional substance in it. You know what I mean? Like the the core of it. I mean, not, I, I just said protein as a general thing. Okay. But whatever, like you know, if you're making a sandwich out of a mushroom or whatever vegetarian would eat, like cucumbers or something. Do you whereas, think milk is a nutrient? Ooh, shit. That's an interesting question. Maybe. <laughs> Have you ever well, made butter? Before you totally blow my <laughs> argument, let me finish it. Okay. <laughs> so in the case of, like you said, peanut butter and jelly. Right. So in, in the case of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, peanut butter would be the in, in my example, the protein or the substance and the jelly is like the ketchup. So, for instance, if you were making like um, a turkey sandwich and you might like mustard or ketchup or whatever, mayo or garlic sauce or whatever you're going to put on your sandwich. To me, butter is not a substance that like I'm gonna, butter is my meal. Right. Like there, there's no meal or like butter is my meal. Butter is something you add to what you're eating to enhance the flavor. You know what I mean? Now that sandwich you ate was gross because it wasn't just butter. It wasn't like light. Oh, wait, you toast. just said it was, it was like a sandwich. A big, thick... Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> but who, who would eat that? That's Nobody would eat it. I think what Demi said, it was like, that's a poor choice for a sandwich. But it's still, if you look at the term, the definition of sandwich, it's literally putting something between something. It's sandwiching. And I beg to differ on mustard comes from a plant i've made it myself comes from seeds that's something that grows also what was the last thing oh jelly is from fruit yeah but that's that's the that's the part that highlights the sandwich that's the, okay so peanut butter the, sandwich is a sandwich to you yeah you could eat a plain peanut butter sandwich mm -hmm. but you're not gonna eat a plain jelly sandwich well you, you could i've actually would. done a jelly and butter sandwich but that's but that's more like toast that's toasting no no toast i've made a, a butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> In my younger days, I had peanut butter and butter, actually, sandwiches also. But when I had my painter guy, the guy that I hugged, I asked him if he thought butter sandwiches were... I just asked him, do you eat butter? I don't know how I asked him because, like, he's from Poland. And I just thought, well, maybe he has, like, something. And he says that they have... They eat sandwiches that have butter and onions. So does that count? He called it a well, sandwich. Well, onion sandwich, then. But it had butter. Yeah, because butter's the highlight. So if there's like, no so butter and just it? onions, it's a sandwich. Yeah, I think anything well, sandwiched between like, anything like, like, is a sandwich. And I like how Kevin kept saying, well, if it's toast and butter, then it's just toast. It's like, no, it's not toasted. Everyone gets on this toast kick, well, which you can toast a sandwich. That's fine. But if it's sandwiched <laughs> between two pieces of bread, it's a sandwich. Uh, I just I just like when oh, you have I know. a turkey sandwich, you're not like I'm having a turkey and mustard sandwich. You're just having I've a had a mustard sandwich. and cheddar cheese sandwich. I've had a mustard sandwich with lettuce. Hold on. Let's just see what sandwich definition is. <laughs> well, I, I still contend the thing that would make a butter sandwich a sandwich is not something people would eat because it would be gross. Well, that's not. I mean, an item of food consisting of two pieces of bread with meat, cheese, or other filling between them, eaten as a light meal. So if you were to sit down to a basket of bread and put spread butter on it, I would say that's not a sandwich. But then as soon as you took another piece of bread and put it next to it, I'd say, well, I'm having a butter sandwich. I've done some research. Can I chime in? Yes. Sure. Please. So butter has three milligrams or three, is it milligrams? Shit. Great research, Megan. Um, <laughs> it has three somethings. <laughs> Um, of calcium per tablespoon. Mm, mm. Plus and salt, iodine. The, all right, go. Sorry. All the things. Okay. And the, I looked up how substantive is that based on amount of calcium that you need per day. It is 
around 1,000 that it says, 1,000 whatever grams that you should have per day of calcium. So I'm like, okay, that's fulfilling a pretty low amount. But I looked at how much protein you should have in a day. And it says it should be around, god damn it. Once once I get it off the tabs that I researched, I forget what it was. But basically, it was around. So it was a, let's just say it was around the same because I think it was. Oh. So you you also need a thousand milligrams or grams, probably milligrams, right, of of protein in a day. And in one tablespoon of peanut butter, similar to the one tablespoon of butter, peanut butter has four grams of protein. So it seems like protein is in the peanut butter, calcium is in the butter. Mm. You need both mm. for you know nutrient reasons and it supplies about the same amount oh. of each use useful you know substance per one tablespoon of each so stu- substance wise you've been debunked right okay so let me go back <laughs> oh, to yeah, the debt right. so, like, you've been debunked substance wise let me go like back to amount. the definition of sandwich i, I as I, I read the noun, now let me read the verb and tell me if you think this is a sandwich. Insert or squeeze someone or something between two other people or things, typically in a restricted space <laughs> or so as to be uncomfortable. Are you uncomfortable now, Butter? <laughs> but let me debunk myself because open face sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm, mm. I should have probably not said that. Okay. So I sat here in silence long enough. I'm going to mute myself and let little Rafi speak. I know he's into sandwiching girls in Um, uncomfortable spaces or whatever. I saw this online where someone tried to posit a theory that think of a cube and then this is how you determine what's a sandwich. If it's the top and bottom of the cube, that's a sandwich. If it's the left, bottom, and right, that's a taco. You know, if it's the just like the left top right and bottom that would be i already forgot what the fuck that's all stupid if it's between two pieces of bread it's a sandwich i don't care you can say if you just have two pieces of bread hey, was that an air sandwich sure you could call it that because that's what's in there but we don't normally eat air so why would you argue that anyway it doesn't matter ice cream sandwich sandwich hot dog not a sandwich who cares? I did want to talk about the most absurd part about this is whoever sent this JMO in said they put A1 on a fucking sandwich. I knew you were, I knew stuff. this was going to strike a chord with you. Anyone is fucking to begin with. If you put it on your steak, kill yourself. Yeah. If you eat a well done steak, kill yourself. Preach. If you eat A1 as a sandwich, I hope they don't have kids because these, these sickos have no business being alive, let alone creating offspring. Thoughts? Would you, Damien, uh, I, I agree like with Rafi, first of all, but Damien, what do you think of A1 in between two pieces of bread? Would that be a sandwich? No. Okay. <laughs> do you know what's in A1? Sar, uh, muff- motherfucking Deans, let me tell you something about protein. <laughs> I didn't mean it like it has to be protein. I oh, meant like that was the we're backtracking the here. This really could go on forever because I feel like the first time we ever talked, we talked about this. I feel like every time. Probably. <laughs> we'll never agree. You Let me ask you, there's certain porn that Rafi watches. Now, let's say there's one girl in the middle and two guys on the outside. Is she sandwiched between two men? <laughs> That's what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Are they combined as 
Hmm. One's on what? Mm, never mind. Let's see. <laughs> I think we should do some JMOs. Did anybody pick any JMOs? Megan, did you pick one? I Obviously, Rafi just vented on his. <laughs> I had one red, so I'll just pick that one because I didn't pick yes. any other ones. But I do need to like have some integrity here and say that I am debunked. Because mm. I've left both tabs open for comparison, uh -oh. and you need 1,000 milligrams of calcium per day, and it was a, ta a tablespoon of butter has three milligrams. You need, depending on your weight, is what they base the protein intake on, and peanut butter, a tablespoon of it, has three grams, and you actually, for a sedentary woman... An average sedentary woman, whatever that means. It's only 40 grams. I think that's going to be on my epitaph. <laughs> so protein has much higher amounts of substance as butter. That being said, butter is a sandwich. My JMO is mine that I interpret someone when they say no worries as like, I'm just saying no worries, but it's worries. Like, I'm just being, I'm just like not wanting to tell you I'm burdened by this, but I actually am. So I feel like now if I ever say this to you, I'm going to think you're going to think that I'm thinking that, but I never do. When I say no worries, I'm literally like, no worries. Like it's Yeah, that seems to be the, that no seems skin to off be my nose. what everyone's saying. Yeah, yeah. I really mean I'm it. I'm the same. I, if I say no worries, that means it's no problem. Yeah. And um, I don't like no sweat because I don't like thinking about sweat. It's kind of gross. I say I that, you. sorry. <laughs> Well, you also yeah, think I butter think sandwiches so, are not Megan, a thing. Do you never tell people when you're upset? Are you the kind of person to be like, I'm mm. really mad at you, but I'm not going to tell you? I don't. So I ghost people. I don't it, it depends say no worries. I just ghost them. <laughs> it depends on the relationship with the person, right? And I think when I'm thinking no worries, I'm hearing it. I think Like condescendingly? I, like, oh, no worries. No, it's it's like, so I think... If I can't do something or it's inconvenient to me or I say some form of no, no matter how much I word it, I feel, especially in work situations, I feel like, oh, like, I'm sorry. And so I'm, I'm because I have that, like, in my head that I'm asking something that's too much or not something they'll like, that when they say no worries, I already have it in my head that, like, I bet this is something they won't like to hear. And... That's why I am still projecting, like, I feel bad about this. Maybe they don't mean it. That's kind of where I'm coming from on that, I think. I think when you said it in that term, like, I put myself into, like, an office setting or something where you're, like, telling someone, like, oh, I wasn't able to do this or that. And they're like, no worries. Yes. That I could feel, I would feel the same way as you. I would be like, yes. you shit. That's what I'm that's There's what I'm worries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. This is worried. <laughs> that part yeah i totally see that but i never use it in that in that usually it's just with friends where they're like oh i'm gonna be 20 minutes late or like whatever it is and i'm like no worries like i really don't care but also the thing is that most of the time even if it isn't the phrase no worries specifically most it's just become the like overarching terminology that or like the wording that people use it's like kind of a newish wording of it's no problem but there are so many times where if I'm like, oh, it's no big deal, I get off the phone and I'm like, God fucking damn it. <laughs> like, I, and I think that happens a lot, right? Where yeah. no, one, no one is going to say like, all right, this is a huge fucking pain in the ass, but whatever. Right. Like, There's only a handful of people who'd be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, really? Like, not many people. <laughs> well, no. I wouldn't say, oh, fuck, really. But I would say, hey, I, I mean, I'm up front with people. Like, if there's an issue, I'll bring it up. I'm not going to be a jerk about it, but I'll be like, I mean, depending on the severity of it, but I might say, 
hey, uh, not to be a jerk, but, you know, what you did was uncool because of X, Y, Z reason, you know. But what did say um, I was like, I'm going to meet you in San Francisco at three. And then I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to be 430. I'm sorry. You might not be mad and you might be understanding, but maybe you're annoyed and you're not going to say I'm kind of annoyed. I think you'd just be like, oh, it's no problem. But yeah. I'd be like, maybe a little bit like, yeah. come on. It's been After a the fact I'd be like, yeah, that's sucks. But I wouldn't. Uh, I that, wouldn't. That's a good example of, I mean, uh, I, I might ask you, like, what's going on? You know what I mean? And depending on what you said might affect how I feel. I wouldn't, like, waste yeah. the calories to be like, I'm mad. I'd just be like, you know what? Something came <laughs> up. That's just life. Like, this happens, you know? And yeah. I would want someone to have the same response if i was just like shit i know like i feel bad enough i'm gonna be an hour and a half late because i would never would be but like that would mean something major happened and like i feel like t other people's time is very important so like i already feel bad enough if if someone greeted me with like i was really mad about that i'd be like oh <laughs> that sucks <laughs> well, like you said, it all depends what it is you know yeah like, it, it I, is situational I, I once again small stuff you know yeah like if it's if it's some minor thing i mean it's not worth getting mad about but right it's you know. no butter sandwiches so like nutrients <laughs> aside i don't go by nutrients i don't think like sandwiches i don't eat a sandwich because i'm like this is healthy this is gonna make like me have some energy today but it's more just because it tastes good but the reason why i consider a sandwich is because of definition alone that's it not oh, because of content getting back on sandwiches <laughs> Because I had to she say my fucking point. piece. <laughs> oh my god, Damien, do you that have a JMO? You, <laughs> you know what I? You know what I wanted to do? I wanted to sandwich my opinion in between your JMO and Damien's. Ooh, wow, <laughs> you're playing the long game here with your points. I, it's it really is a long game because how long have we been talking about butter sandwiches in this lifetime? <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Uh, well, I mean, it goes all the way back to the Bobo Boys. So how yeah. long has that been? <laughs> all right. Damien, do you have a JMO that we, you would like to talk about? God, I can't read my own handwriting. This is really bad. I remember I was writing them down as they were going and I thought none of them. I can breeze through them really quick. Jennifer, never yeah. find stuff unless she says it out loud. Phil Scroggs, misheard self frozen, whatever. Jonathan Pierce likes using sauces to make sandwiches, which are a thing. Right. Chota Joy just realized Mad Libs was a reference to ad libs. I think I knew that. Hito, Hilo, Hito. Forgot rules driving. Oh, there was uh, with COVID, like people are driving like crazy. Vince Vicari never eats the heel of the bread, saves them, and then throws them away. Chota Joy also topless bar, topless bar. Any of these? Oh, you know, the heel bread thing is interesting. Uh, I don't do what he does. But you know what I do, back to sandwiches, is uh, people don't like to use the ends, right? But I turn them inside, I guess inside out, like I, the actual end, I'll put on the inside of my sandwich. I've done that before. <laughs> so that when I eat it, I'm only looking at the part that we'd normally see, right? You know, you follow me? Yeah, I've done the inside out. I, well, I do save the heels as well because I'm like, I can't throw perfectly good bread away or somewhat good bread. And then sometimes like I'm super cheap and the kids want a sandwich, which is rare because I have like four loaves of bread in the fridge right now. It's been there for like three months and I should take Becky's uh, knowledge and just throw it in the freezer because no one eats bread around here. But but like when I was, you know, I just make them an inside out sandwich and just not tell them because they would they would right. they would they only know. know if I told them. But as of late, I've been making grilled cheeses and I take the, the heel out and I use it to rest my butter knife on. <laughs> 
and then I throw it away. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> Actually, though, I don't know if people know this or do this, but my father, when I was a kid, told me that because I think I I ate the the end of a piece of bread at the beginning once to just kind of get it out of the way, like eat mm. the end piece so I don't have to look at it. And my dad was like, "No, you can't eat the end piece first because it helps keep the rest of the bread fresh." Oh. Did you guys know that? That that's kind of what I was just thinking about. I was running through my noggin like someone should invent a endless piece invent. <laughs> someone should sell a like hub end piece free loaf of bread, but then I was like, but I think that first piece of bread will becomes like stale. It'll get Not stale. stale yeah. But yeah. So it's more just like the keeper of the of the loaf. It's so sandwiching the, the loaf, so to speak. Oh, oh. Uh uh. <laughs> So the bread in between two heels, is that a sandwich? A bread sandwich. Aha. Aha. I see. I think we have our answer. Little Rafi, did you have a different JMO you wanted to talk about? Or do you just want to... You can also give some more hate to this Jonathan Pierce fellow. No, that was the JMO I wanted to talk about. Yeah, that's a rough patch. As soon as I heard A1, I'm like, oh, Rafi's steaming right now. This is going to be bad. <laughs> I didn't really have any JMOs I wanted to talk about, but I did want to talk about the conversation that they had about masks and people wearing them wrong. And there is a meme going through the uh, a couple of uh, little Rafis and Lauren and Dr. Jen's uh, little our little uh, texting group about <laughs> if you wear your mask wrong, where your nose is sticking out, it literally looks like your wiener is hanging out over. And now since I've seen this cartoon, I every time I see someone with their nose sticking out, I just picture this sad fucking flaccid wiener hanging <laughs> over the best fucking thing. And uh, yeah, it's it's crazy how people are like, well, I'm going to wear my mask like around my neck, below my nose because it's uncomfortable. And it's like, yeah, it's fucking uncomfortable. But so is dying. So whatever. I mean, to me, like wearing a mask is just out of respect. It's not for yourself. Selfishness, yeah. but also old people oh my mother-in-law and her friend they both wore them one of them wore uh, like a mustache above mouth below nose and then the other one was just the nose sticking out and i'm just like this this is the reason why over 65 people are dying <laughs> i shouldn't laugh but wear your masks correctly and if you don't know how look it up and uh i will uh, go ahead and post that picture so everyone will have this burned into their memory and then they'll know how to wear a mask correctly. I think that's a good place to end it. On um, little flaccid wingers. Wingers! <laughs> wingers hanging over some pantaloons. <laughs> oh my god. Alright. Well, it's been fun chatting with you guys. I always look forward to talking with different people. And I was super excited to talk with you guys today. So thanks for joining us. And if anybody else wants to join us, email bfancast at gmail.com. I check it once in a while. Mostly for the childish chat file, but uh, yeah, hit, hit us up or join us on the Facebook group because that's where I will post the schedule and you can follow the show on Twitter and follow me or whatever. If you don't already, then I mean, come on. Lil Rafi, where can we find you? Join the Facebook group, uh, even though Facebook is terrible and call the hotline, even if it's just remotely Allison related. If you're just driving down the road and you have a thought, send it in. Mm. And if you don't know that number, it's 818-BFF-07. 32. I love that idea. I just, we should have a whole show of just call-ins. Can we? Can you guys get on that, <laughs> Megan? Everyone Super. Call in. Yeah, everyone, call in right now. Pull over to the side of the road. Call in. <laughs> Super fan, Megan. Where can we find you? You can find me in my apartment in North Hollywood. 
and come visit me here. Stand outside. I have a patio up facing the street. You can come on the sidewalk and we'll have a white claw together. Little Rafi, we should do that next weekend. I've been wanting to visit you, Megan, but one, you're very busy with work, as you mentioned. And also, I feel like now that I'm working and I'm out and about with the unwashed masses, the last thing I want to do is bring the Rona right to your door. I know. But hey, if you're cool with it, I'm cool with but we it. Can I don't care. BYO Claw. Like, you don't have to touch her, <laughs> like, whatever. And by unwashed masses, are you talking about me? No, I mean uh, the sickos that frequent all the stores that I have to deliver to. <laughs> Yeah, there was a sweet spot there when Raphael and I went to the protest together. And so we just, I w- I have this mindset and I think he might have too, because he came to my house and watched Hamilton then like within the same week. But it was like, okay, if we got coronavirus then, we got it together. So we have like Aww. this little sweet spot while, where like we already have it. Let's just watch Hamilton together and drink white cloth. But I felt the same way. I'm like, shoot, I've been kind of, not in any extreme ways, but just like going out and about to the store or whatever. So it feels like that's been... We have to reel it in now, and that makes me very sad, but I do miss our patio hangs. Well, we do need to reel it in, but I think, like, I would love to join these patio hangs, and we can do it at a distance safely. Also, (laughs) downtown Orange, they've shut down the streets, and there's patio seating everywhere for all the restaurants, so you can come here. We can do, like, something, you know, safely-ish. Yeah, I've wanted to. Okay. I I miss you guys. All right, we'll plan it for sure then. Damien, where can we find you? The usual places, Twitter, it's the Facebook group. Um, I'm Super Dempsey on Twitter and Instagram. So I haven't posted many pictures lately of me running, but I still do from time to time. So if anyone's interested in that, and if you want to hit me up on your opinion on whether butter sandwiches are a thing or not, <laughs> feel free. We need to have like a full on like Reddit. Like we need a, a thing. Like, <laughs> although I already know I'm right, but I mean, hmm. Maybe a whole new podcast where people just call in with their opinions, which would be really fun. Everyone call in and let us know what you're doing. And is butter sandwiches a thing? Yes. Do you like A1 sauce? Well, don't call us if you like A1. But call in the hotline and let us know if butter sandwiches are a thing. And uh, join us on this show. Because BFFs, not only are butter sandwiches a thing, but you are truly the fucking best. Thank you and good night. I had to get it in one last time. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> oh, come on now, have no problem getting to the bottom of the goldfish box in this house.